Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Kenny. Good evening, Casey. Here's an easy one for you. Who was the head coach in Blue Chips? The actor? Yes. Nick Nolte. Nice job. Bonus points. Bonus question. Who was the director? He also directed The Exorcist. I was going to say Bruckheimer, but I don't know. Nope. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football predictionary battle royale to the death. Here is your host, Kenny Peanut Butter Pants Morton. Who is it? William Friedkin. Friedkin. Yep. Friedkin. He, yep. Huh. He uh, he directed The Exorcist and Blue Chips. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. That, those are worlds apart. Yeah. So let's see. The players you had. So you had Shaq, obviously. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway, and then um, Rick. Oh God. What was no, no, no. What was his name? The, Rick the, Fox. No, the white guy. Oh. The I, guy from Deer Lick. The one that where Larry Bird Larry, goes with him. Larry Bird. Him. What was his name? I can't think of it. I can't remember. I can see his stupid face. I was gonna say Rick Smith, but that wasn't it. He was the no. tall, he was yeah, wasn't Rick tall Dan- Danish guy. Yeah, gosh, I can't remember. Anyway, I'm about to look it up. Yeah. Okay. We'll but yeah, uh, William Friedkin. I think he won. I wonder what he won his Oscar. But he did uh, the French Connection. Okay. Directed the French Connection. Um, Rules of Engagement. The mm. Twelve Angry. The '97 version of Twelve Angry Men. I did not know they did a 1997. I didn't. Version of that. It must have been TV, like for TV or something. It could have been. Okay, yeah. well. So, yeah, he'd been around a long, round time, and then he did Blue Chips. Great. So, yeah. Wow, that's, that's pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. So, well, if, you guys, if you guys need it for your uh, for your trivia contest, your bar trivia contest next time. Okay. Well, it wasn't... A, his his name was Ricky. The The character's name is Ricky Rowe. A guy named Matt Nover. Hmm. Never heard of him. No. Uh-uh. No. I thought it was, I thought it was a, like an NBA player, but maybe not. Anyway. All right, good trivia. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Casey. Well, welcome yep. to Man vs. Model. Uh, we are back for episode seven already, and we are in week... Nope, we're what? on episode 10 already. Oh, oh yeah. 11. I think we're at episode 11. Are we 11? I yeah. don't know, 10 or 11. We've lost track already. Yep, we, already. <laughs> yeah. What week is this, Rich? <laughs> uh, this is week one. Okay, this is, is week one. Week we're, one. We're still, this is still week one. Okay. We're all, like, everything's week one, and then it's, like those first four games are still week one. Everything's week one until it's week two. Yep. Okay. <laughs> See? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And actually, the, the season is, or the, the week is kicking off tonight. UAB is taking on Jacksonville State. Um, as we speak, it's 17-0. to zero. UAB is up in the third quarter. So the unofficial official kickoff of the season, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we're going to get into some of the Saturday games. Here. Friday and Saturday games. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we yeah. covered Thursday's games on last uh, week's episodes. Yep. And I don't think any of the Thursday games are are, are those on the the Pickham. No. Okay. No Thursday. No games. Thursday Friday. Games. Friday. UNC uh, Virginia Tech. Is yeah. A Friday. That's game. like six o'clock on yeah. on Friday, right? Yeah, Something they, like yeah. that. Speaking of which, make sure to get into the Pickham yes. region. Yeah. So the first game to pick is on Friday. So make sure you get in before then. Group ID is three six four three. Password capital D Dingus. 69 nice. exclamation point. Nice. So Dingus 69 expl- ex- exclamation point, not Can, exclamation point. Exclamation. I can't, I can't even say that word. Thanks, Kenny. Exclamation. Just, just yell Dingus 69. Yeah. There you go. At your yeah. computer. Right. That should work. And then that'll work. Yeah. If you just, <laughs> just yell at yell it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Really loudly. That's how passwords work. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And big podcast news. We're excited. Next week, we are going to get that race for two started. 
We're going to get that going next week. Uh, I bet you guys can guess which teams are going to be ah. in it. <laughs> yeah, we were going to start this week, but both those teams play FCS schools. This we're week. assuming wins. Yeah. We'll see. We know Kansas <laughs> has struggled in the past with some FCS teams, and, and so has Nebraska, actually. Oh, you yeah. just gave it away. Well, like they didn't know. Well, that was that was a tease. Oh, well, guess what? Spoiler alert, fuckers. Now it's too late. You can edit it out. Just cut it out then if you don't I'm like not, it, Casey. I'm, it's too lazy. Fine. <laughs> that's Kansas and Nebraska. I mean, like, it's yeah, always like Kansas and Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we, we start everything. Big reveal. Oh <laughs> yes. my god, damn it. And huge shout out to our man Bus. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Hook us in, uh, hooking us up with our first ever donation. We are now a money making entity. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bus, our, thank our, you, dude. That is so rad. Dude, our, so cool. Are thank we you a five hundred one C three? Because that's a donation. Oh, uh, we better get an LLC one. Yeah. Because Bus will sue us probably at some point. <laughs> yeah. If we don't. Yeah. Right. Get him some return on his investment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, maybe he's already gotten some return. And hey, that's why maybe, he's kicking some maybe, our maybe, way. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's listened to the dingus. But please, Legion, follow Bus lead and and follow the podcast link you should be able to go to anchor fm and find uh the click click donation button or whatever yeah you can choose 99 cents or nine nine dollars and 99 cents or i don't know some exorbitant thing like like 29.99 i don't know some other thing where which is if you if you do that like wow nine we'll just let you take kenny's spot nine hundred and ninety you're the host now yeah hey now wait a minute <laughs> what just happened there oh you walked away i walked away to get a drink and i'm gone i'm yeah. fired wow well, not yet somebody has to give us like a bunch of money yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly i can see what my worth is now you just put a price tag on what yeah, it's worth, worth about 230 dollars a year <laughs> is that, that not seems, all right seems then. about right seems, seems pretty fair seems pretty fair okay all right legion you heard it if you want me off the show you know what's gonna cost you it's like that's his buyout, dude. It's like Frost. You want him gone and get the boosters. <laughs> if someone hates me that much, you know what it's going to take to get me out of here. So there you go. Buses Twitter question of the week. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. So he did. He tweeted at us uh, actual question of the week about betting on teams that had a coaching change. Which is more? Which is a more important factor? the team stats from the previous year, or the coaches' stats. Another way of phrasing would be um, when does the coaching effect take – or mm. co- to- coaching effect take effect. So this is a, kind of a lot in this question. So I think I feel like this is like an off-season project to get this, all the stats yeah, and uh, analyze it I can and see stuff. It a, I can see it a couple ways because – I think of um, Gary Patterson when he took over TCU. Gary Patterson was a defensive coach, right? Right. And he came in and he had to win with offense for his first couple of years. You know, there, yeah. there's coaches that adjust to the players. Right. And there's others that say that everybody's going to have to adjust to them. And there's others, <laughs> and, and there's others that uh, just don't know how to... Well, and there are some guys yeah. that just come in and take over and do fine, like Hypo at UCF. Well, yeah, that you, you just, don't even miss a step. So it might depend on where they came from, what the system is. Are you rehauling the system? Right. What gives your talent level? Right. You look at a you look at a place like you know Army when they switch to the option or something like right. that, or Georgia Tech, Tech. Oh, yeah, transitioning so, right. out of the option. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's you know it's going to be a disaster because you just don't have the right, right. players in the right system. I so, do agree. That's probably an off season project. We don't have. I don't have the answer. Like yeah. it, from the data, especially. In, but in, I also want to know what he means by what are coach stats like? Is he wins about and losses, be, like beating the market expectation. Because that's one of the things that I like don't like about um, Bartu's coach effect system is he just aggregates wins and losses. Yeah, and like I don't care about wins and losses. You beating, you know, 
uh, you beating up on Alabama beating up on Mercer is like not an interesting to me. Like, mm-hmm. of course it's a win. It's a foregone conclusion. And I know that he adjusts for that. And like, you know, there are, but I, I want to know, like, did you be, did the market, what did the market say you should do? What, you know, which is the most predictive entity, you know, in college football. That is a good point. So, so what Bartu does is if you're favored and you lose, you, you get minus one. If you're favored, if you're an underdog and you win, you get plus one, mm-hmm. but that's just outright wins. So what you're saying is, is did you cover or not right. game per game? Exactly. And then that determines. So if you're, if you're favored in a game and you don't cover, right. it would be a minus one. And, or, or, you know, I, yeah, I, the minus one thing is also like super arbitrary to me, but I, but yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would want to know, like, I don't know, like, that's what I'm saying. Is I can't, I'm not, I can't, not gonna spitball right here on the on the sure, show. Yeah, it's gonna take yeah. forever. But give us some time to answer that bus off season. Like, I, but that is something that we've been talking about. Kenny and I've been talking about doing for a long time. Is coming yeah. up with our own coach effect system, and then once we get that in place, then we can be like, hey, bus. It takes yeah. two years on average for a coach to turn things around or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but a lot of it is dependent on player system, right. attrition. Um, there, there's so many factors yeah. that go into it. It's, it's hard to How say. How well you recruit, like I mean, all of it. Dude. When I think of coach stats, I think of run pass ratio. I think of scheme, mm-hmm. and those two. There's the and you know recruiting. Those right. those are the three things that mm-hmm. I look at. So are you looking at um, recruiting history of recruiting? But then that's not going to be really an effect on the team he's coming to. So yeah. is there a, but is there a measurement of that that encompasses everything like S and P plus like historic S and P plus like or SRS? I don't even know what that stands for. But there's a measurement of like coach prowess called SRS that I think Bill Conley or, or some of those some of those big nerds do. I'm just wondering if there's something or in some sort of like coaching index that combines them all. I don't know. Sorry, I'm spitballing. Yeah, we'll yeah. I wouldn't do that. that. That's a great question, Buss, and we'll yeah. answer your question next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the Maybe off time. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but he did put it. He did submit another one actually because he's so nice. He said because I'm so nice, I'll give you another question for the podcast. So you have plenty to choose. So from nice, for the he did week. it twice. That's right. Um, uh, in case his others sucked, your questions have not sucked. Didn't so suck. Far. Yo, it's just too hard to answer. Right now. Yeah. So does Scott Frost make it to 15 wins at Nebraska? Ooh. I almost just did a spit take. <laughs> That's hilarious. I saw. I saw. Um, somebody posted that. Um, Scott Frost has one less loss than Nick Saban does at Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick Saban has lost 23 games at Alabama. Yeah. In mm, 15 decade? years. Yeah. 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 Something decade. like that. So does he get to 15, ah, 15 wins? So it means he's got to win th- at least three. Before he gets fired? Do, to get to 15, he gets to four. Are you talking about this four. year or just in his career? Well, before he gets fired. If, if, oh, yeah. So he'll, get, he get to, he'll get to 15. Here, Here's a hot take. I think okay. he gets to 20 before he gets fired. Oh, so you think he's coming back next year? Yeah. Okay. I do. Okay. I mean, unless I mean, unless the doors well, that's fall completely there. The reason I don't, I don't, there was some fluky shit that happened in that Illinois game, you know? That, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like the no. sa- the safety and the scoop and score. That's nine points. But those are but those are the same things that have happened. That's the thing. For I four think years. it goes back yeah. to coaching. Yeah. Like those are those are mistakes that a team that is four years into a, a run should not make in their first game when they've had all off season to prepare. Yeah, and also he said that he couldn't well, prepare for a four man. Well, so that's game. that's a problem. Yeah, like I think uh, Cam Taylor Britt trying to field that punt is just a, is a brain fart. I don't know because he's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Frost is like. Uh, I don't have to teach people how to like return punts. We don't even fo- focus yeah. on that. I don't believe that's okay. true. Okay. 
I think that like, it, it was just a player's making a mistake, which yeah. happens. Yeah, sure. I but, think the scoop and score, scoop, fumbles especially, are totally random. Not they're for completely. Adrian Martinez. I mean, but, right. no, but, they're, but, they're, but we know for a fact they are random events. Mm-hmm. And especially scoop and scores are like highly infrequent. Like your odds of having a scoop and score in any given, given game are less than 1%. But so here, like that's so infrequent. You know? here, here is the rebuttal to that, though. Adrian Martinez is on pace to have more fumbles in his career than any quarterback in 15 years. It's the coach's decision to put him that's, in the center. That's the issue. Well, no, wait, no, wait, that, that is the issue. Not only that, but on that play, he had a player wide, wide open, open, and he didn't, and he throw, it. didn't again, throw it. Again, system's good, coaching's good, player's well, bad. Or or you're not coaching him enough to say, this I is your first read, get it out I quick. I don't think that's true. I think Adrian Martinez is just a shitty player, and Kenny's right. You have to pull your shitty players out of the game, especially when they're the quarterback. But that's if fair. he's the least shitty choice, then right. you're kind then of, you know, but, but then that goes back to recruiting and development. <laughs> right. Why aren't there more quarterbacks <laughs> right. in that system that can <laughs> right. hit a wide-open receiver exactly. several times? But that, but you know, And that's the point I want to make about Scott Frost is, like, it's becoming very clear in my mind why he had success before, because his system sucks all the ass, unless you have a Heisman-winning quarterback who's one of the greatest college football players to ever play the game, or McKenzie Milton, who's also not too fucking shabby really himself. Good, yeah. it, it reminds it almost reminds me of Bo Pelini, right? Because yeah. Pelini had such success at a high level as a as a defensive coordinator because he was he was coaching with Callahan's. Well, not even before he came to Nebraska. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, with Oklahoma and LSU. Yeah, well, yeah, with those two teams is because what he had were. Blue chip recruits, top level talent, and it was all about basically Pelini's system was created to put everybody a hat on a hat except for one guy. There's always going to be one guy free to make a tackle every single play. If that guy has the athletic ability to make that play, they're going to stop him every time, probably for a loss. But when you put inferior talent in that system, they can't make the plays, and that's what you saw over and over and over again. And that and that was Pelini's downfall. Is he was trying to run a system that was built for elite athletes with not so elite athletes for the most part. He right. did have a, those couple of good years with, like you said, Callahan's players. high level. Well, and Dominican Sue, which is one of the best players right. we've ever yeah. seen. Who's yeah. actually, I think he was only a three star coming out of high school, by the way, or a, a, maybe a low four star. Low four star, yeah. I think. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think like Oregon State, Nebraska. Really yeah, it was. He was really teams. close to going to Oregon State. Yeah. In any case, like I think so. It's if if Frost can get rid of Adrian Martinez and replace him with somebody who can like at least mimic, if not, you know embody mm. uh you know a, a marcus Mariota or a McK- mckinsey milton then the system i think runs the way that that has in the past because mm-hmm. you look at that what was going on in that game and there were receivers running wide open the yeah. whole time i don't constantly think, yeah i don't think it's because those receivers were just making like awesome cuts in their routes i think it's because the system design works but you have to be you have to have a heady smart quarterback who can read the field and see the and have and, quarterback and, and who knows and, going to be open and throw to yeah. his left because exactly. Adrian Martinez cannot throw to his yeah, head. and and just you need somebody with it's like with, Zoolander. Those yeah, guys are wide know. open, and he's missing them by like ten yards. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just get it anywhere near them. Like, you don't even have to have you have to have a serviceable quarterback. But he is terrifyingly he over, bad. He overthrew a six nine guy <laughs> by like ten yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that I mean, is insane. All right, we should we should probably move on mm-hmm. because we'll spend all night on this. And sorry. my job is host to, to put the yeah. conversation back on where track. Do we, but where do we land? You're saying he he does not get to fifteen, or he does? I think he does. If he doesn't get to 15 by the end of this year, he's gone. Yeah. Okay. I, if he doesn't get to 16 by the end of this year, he's gone. There you go. Okay. So he's got to win. So what? How many wins are you putting? How many wins do you think he gets this year? He's gonna see this. This is the thing. I think he's gonna sneak up on a couple of teams because that's what he did last year. And he and this is yet another game where it's a close score. Because if they don't know, make mistakes, they win. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. The defense is the good enough. Is the, de- the defense was impressive enough, and yeah. and st- and stuffed the run and gave the offense enough opportunities. 
They just got tired as hell. It was 100 right. degrees out there. Yeah. They got tired. Yeah. So I th- I think he's going to sneak up. I think four. Does I still four, think does four, four, does four is four enough? Four and eight to is save his to save his job. Probably. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know about four. Five. I think he five. Five. Yeah. Six. Yeah. He's safe. De- Six, it, de- he's it depends. Safe. It depends on what he does in the in the in, in like games like Oklahoma and and you know. Oh, uh, God. Like, I mean, if he if he can play Wisconsin tough, if he can play Iowa tough, sure. if he can play those games that we're going to be big dogs in, yeah. if he can play them tough, yeah. and beat market expectations, and then and win the rest of the games he should, yeah. Well, then you got to think too. He's got a twenty million dollar buyout at the end of this year. At yeah. the end of next year, it's thirteen. Yeah. Although with those so. allegations, they, they they could find a reason to fire him with cause. I mean, yeah. they could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final thought. Um, Fordham, Nebraska this weekend. Nebraska forty and a half point favorites. This isn't on our list, but do they cover the forty, 40 and a half? No, no. absolutely no. not. No, no fucking no. way. No. They Absolutely went by twenty-seven. They'll never. They yeah. won't score to forty points. Like you have to combine like two or three games this year to get them to forty points. Well, if they get to forty points, it's because the defense scored one. <laughs> yes. scored well, one yeah, more. Or yeah. there's a punt yeah. return. And, yeah, well, they, well, I'm not. No, their special teams. Special teams are not doing year. anything. They're going to fair catch them. every punt for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on and talk about this week's games. Wait, wait. Time out. Yeah. Sorry, I had one more thing to say. <laughs> yes. All right. I just wanted to say. Uh, I just wanted to shout out our boy Dawson. Oh yeah, oh, Dawson, yeah. Dawson yeah, the Dragon yeah. Dvorak. Uh, f- he was he picked with us for a long time. He actually has the highest pick percentage all time in the 65 percent. I think is what uh, his all time record was. Uh, he stopped picking, got bored because <laughs> there wasn't enough money involved. <laughs> yeah, fine, uh, but he just won. He just won his first six figure poker tournament, hundred thousand dollars. Placed third in it. Placed and, well. Yeah. They split the pot. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so they all technically. Oh yeah, that's right. He was he was in third. He when was they in split third it. when they split it. Yeah. So that's his like ranking. But they decided at four in the morning to split the pot. So congratulations, Dawson, the Dragon to work. We used to play poker with him actually and like take his money all the yep. time. Yep. So but. Uh, so he got better. He got better. Oh, he, he was, was just—he was, was always really good. He was just—he was. <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah. true. Yeah. He just didn't drink too much gin. I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, congratulations, Dawson. I just want to say that. All right. Marshall at Navy. All right, this is Casey's first game, and boy, we got some doozies on the way for you, folks. <laughs> uh, Marshall three and a half point favorites to open is now at three over the Navy Navy midshipmen. We know how Casey loves those midshipmen on shore leave. Not this year. Was Not this leave. year. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so it's at three right now. Total is forty four and a half. DK index score of yikes. Six point mm. six. We're gonna save the lowest for last. That's right. That's every be our every, final every week now. Every week, our Every final week game of the, the night. Worst game of the <laughs> yes, the according week. to our DKI. So yes. six point six. That's up there. That that'll do some damage, yes. folks. Yeah. We're looking at close to catastrophic. So all right, Casey, <laughs> why did you pick this game? Yeah. So Marshall returns nine on an offense that was better than average last year. More importantly, quarterback Grant Wells is back slinging it all over the place. The O line returns four of five. Um, the big deal is that the Thundering Herd return eight back on a defense that was really good last year. They ranked fourth nationally against the run. Uh, they also kept opponents out of the end zone 87.9% of the time and only allowed 14 touchdowns on 116 drives. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't care what conference you play in. That's pretty good. Uh, Navy's defense did kind of they kind of figured it out in their last four games last year. Uh, the offense was just atrocious though. Uh, so, I guess maybe that's a good thing. They only returned four. <laughs> there you go. Um, I do expect this to be a lower scoring game. Um, one of the reasons why the DKI is so low. Thundering Herd start their ten win season with a win and a cover twenty eight ten. Not a bad pick there, Platinum. Thank you. Not only did the herd rank fourth nationally against the run, they were the nation's best scoring defense as well. There you go. Eight coming back is great. 
But really the problem for Marshall is is outside of the 17-7 to win against App State, they didn't have any decent wins last year. And they lost to UAB Rice and Buffalo to close the 2020 campaign. So, But, you know, to be fair, as long as we're looking at 2020 resumes, the midshipmen were almost next-level bad last year. 55-3 to loss to BYU. I remember that. That was crazy. Fuck, 40-7 to loss against Air Force. So <laughs> just getting beat up by, oh, an Army blanked them. So, yeah. like, good Lord. <laughs> um, they lost SMU, but, like, SMU hung 50 on them. I mean, fuck, you said that uh, Navy's D figured it out in the end. Well, guess what? Navy's offense did not. They scored thir- 13 total points in That's the last saying. three games. Yeah. Uh, you know, fine, they can play a little D sometimes, I guess, but that's about all they have going for them. In the end, I do agree with you, Casey. This should be a low-scoring affair, and Marshall wins 24-13. to 13. So I did a quick um, kind of just spot look at the um, DKI for this week. There are 16 games over 6 this week. Yeah. Ooh, man. Three at 7 or above. So we talk about how great this weekend is for college football, but it's super top-heavy. Like, yeah, good point. There, there's a few like outstanding marquee games. <laughs> the rest is just... Dog relationship shit wrecking <laughs> dog shit and watch nice. it all because yeah. it's 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 like opening weekend basically yeah. so so you can like you said you can get away with it this you can week. get away with it this weekend yeah. after this weekend you're pushing it like seven seven yeah. first weekend full weekend yeah. yep yeah you you can probably come mid october you're watching shit like this like i don't know man. yeah you yeah, better but, get down to like five or less unless it's on a wednesday then like <laughs> yeah. yeah you're in trouble I'll probably have it up on the laptop as I'm watching something else or something like that. So, yeah, so uh, lots of crappy games this week, and this is one of them. You know, the challenge is always when playing a team like Navy and option teams adjusting to that offense. Uh, and you're going to have a bunch of guys diving at your knees for you know 70 plays a game. It can take a toll, but luckily Marshall has had the entire offseason to prepare. You guys, speaking of that BYU game, remember last year that, you know, the they said that um, – the entire off season, oh, right. didn't, Navy didn't tackle. Like yeah. there was no contact because was, of COVID, oh and boy, God. did it show in that first <laughs> game. BYU blew the doors off of yeah. them. Yeah, I don't think Marshall's gonna have to score many, and I like the herd to cover here. I'm gonna go 27-14, Marshall. All right, we're all pretty close. Look at that. Look at that synergy. <laughs> you're you're a corporate whore now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Six months on a corporate job, and, we're gonna know. circle back to yeah. that. <laughs> Duke at Charlotte. All right, and a couple North Carolina teams taking on each other in this one. Started at 7.5 for Duke, down to 6.5, total 60.5. DKI in this one, actually, 5.6. All right, that's surprising. See, that's weird. I would rather watch the Navy-Marshall game than this one. Really? Yeah. Well, no, this one's got points. The reason is this one's 60.5, so there's going to be more points. points. And And the DKI looks at explosiveness and points. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that, that's that's probably what we're looking at here. So um, I think this is an interesting matchup, and one of the reasons why I chose it, because it might test that theory about how important returning talent really is. Um, so you look at the what's coming back according to the S&P Plus. Duke uh, ranks 104th in returning productivity, and yep. Charlotte's at 106th. Interesting thing, it's on opposite sides of the ball. So okay. it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens here. Uh, for Charlotte, though, their two most important pieces are coming back. You have wide receiver Victor Tucker's and quarterback Chris Reynolds. Like it. I like that combination, and I think they're going to have a big year. I think it's a possible all-conference connection there. I think they both have a chance to be um, all-conference players. I think Victor Tucker could, could be a first-team first, first all-conference USA player this year. Uh, okay. At the 49ers, which, by the way, being a 49ers <laughs> fan, pretty awesome. Ugh, uh, gross. If they can find a second option, they got a couple guys. Amcelius Elder, uh, Cameron Dollar. I, I meant to look to see if he was related to the UCLA 
basketball player Cameron Dollar. He's oh. not a junior, so I don't know. Okay, I remember him from back in the nineties. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He was the guy who took the ball the entire length of the court for UCLA and scored in the final second. I don't remember against who, but anyways, like to get to the final four. Uh, those seem like the most likely um, breakout stars would be that exception, a second option uh, for Charlotte. If they can find that second option, I'd like them to take a big step forward this year. On the other side, outside of Mateo Durant, which Casey's going to talk about him in just a little bit here, uh, not a lot there for that offense. Uh, Gunnar Holmberg takes over for Chase Bryce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so he went to Appalachian State. So for Chase Bryce, is that that a, a, a lateral move? Is that a step? Down or up? What is that? Going from Duke to App State. This is his third stop, by the way. He that's was a, at Clemson. Yeah, that's an up. That's an up move. You think that's an up move for, okay. for, for football? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. Um, I, I do like the experience of quarterback for Charlotte, and that for me is what I think gives them the edge early in the season. So I'm going to take Charlotte 33-27 official Kangas pick. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah. Look, Duke is trash. Uh, but they do have what looks to be a good running back, like Kenny said, in Matteo Durant, who averaged he averaged six point eight yards per carry last mm-hmm. year. Uh, plus, we were saying Chase Bryce is on App State now, so there should be less turnovers. I mean, that just <laughs> he threw a dude. They had thirty nine turnovers in eleven games last year. Thirty nine. Maybe we can get some of those guys to transfer to Nebraska. Oh my god. <laughs> so. Charlotte had a rough go of it last year. They had a lot of canceled games and they and, and weren't that good in the games they did play. I like Duke Duke to keep this on the ground um against the run defense that ranked 109th nationally. I think the blue the uh, I can't talk. The Blue Devils win and cover here. Uh Charlotte put up some points though. So, uh I think Duke 38-20. Uh yeah, so the I was just circling back real quick, <laughs> circling back to this this <laughs> hey. synergy that we were um showing earlier. The DKI the reason the DKI is a little bit lower is because is because of what you've mentioned. Uh, Ry- Chris Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds' brother, I guess. Yep. Um, is back and as Kenny mentioned, and he's he was he was actually ranked in the top one hundred uh for or the top fifty or whatever for quarterbacks last year. So he's counted as part of the DK next because he was on that list. Um, and then there's two running backs of Dukes that are on, on that list as well as some of the top running backs. There's Mateo Durant and another guy, Deion Jackson, I think. He actually, I'm not sure if he's back or not, but point being the, the there are some star talent. So there's two things, pointsiness and the, and the cage Clooney there you go. Uh, factor kind of push that over the top. But the only bright spot on Duke's 2020 schedule was actually a 53-19 to 19 drubbing of the 49ers. There um, you go. That was just an old-fashioned ground and pound. Duke had six rushing touchdowns, and they only let Bryce throw it 14 times. Probably so. still had two interceptions. No, he had no interceptions. <laughs> oh, he didn't have any interceptions. Oh, okay. No, they didn't, any, they didn't have any turnovers that game. That oh. was the thing. Is like they, would throw, they would have seven turnovers, then none. Yeah. Then one turnover, then five. <laughs> then zero turnovers, then four. Like It was just like all over the place. Um but really, besides that Duke game, you know, Charlotte played tough in their losses last year. So, they, you know, that was kind of an outlier. They have a veteran O-line. Chris Reynolds is back. He had a great 2019, got hurt last year. Uh, you know, I think I think that explained pretty much all of yeah. Charlotte's struggles. Our robots are awfully close on this. Uh, almost close to full seal vacuum-tight dock on this one. Do we have Whoa. a sound effect for that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, there it you is. Just, you just made it. <laughs> <laughs> Average final score was Charlotte 31-28. to 28. Michigan State at Northwestern. Oh man, yeah. we we picked some gross ones. This is, Legion, this one's bad. Sorry. 
Keep the keep those uh, monies flowing, Legion. As you get these awesome. Well, here's the thing, though. You can listen to any Tom Dickard solid verbal and get all the big games, right? right. They're going to talk about all you know Miami, Alabama, and we'll, we'll hit on those briefly. But what that's not why you come here. Right. You yeah. come here for the dazzling for conversation the <laughs> and, and for the picks with the and the edge, right? The edge, like yes. these are the games that Vegas is not paying attention to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that because. You've got the volume on those games. They're, the the lines are going to be weird, obviously, in some of these. But but Vegas is, doesn't pay as much attention. That's the, been proven the, over yeah, the years. Exactly. Right. So Michigan State, Northwestern, Big Ten opener. I think it's kind of cool how Big Ten has decided to do some openers this year in conference. Yeah. I, I think everybody. I think, I think they're going to do it again next year, too, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, so Michigan State on the road, seven and a half point underdogs to open. And it's down to three mm-hmm. now. So I I was kind of high on Michigan State in our yeah. Big Ten preview. It looks like public is buying into that as well. They must have been listening to me. Get this <laughs> line mover. Total four. <laughs> total is forty five and a half. Market maker. Good lord. Yes. Uh, DKI above six six point one, yep, which makes, makes sense. sense. So Dingus, what are you seeing in this one? Uh, so if you look at Mel Tucker's first year at uh, Michigan State, you sort of see, you know, the schizophrenia. I think a lot of people believe, probably erroneously, but still believe comes with first-year coaches. I mean, Sparty was tremendous in some games, but by and large, pretty atrocious, especially on offense and most of the other ones. However, one of those great performances came against number eight Northwestern last year, who Sparty beat 29-20. to Then you replace Peyton Ramsey with Hunter Johnson, and it's not hard to see why the betting public has moved the line from a 7.5 to open down to, to minus 3. The thing is, Northwestern turned it over four times in that game last year. Totally uncharacteristic of them. And Michigan State needed a scoop and score and a lucky-ass 75-yard touchdown pass to win. Again, totally unprecedented, unlikely events, especially for Michigan that Michigan State team. So, you know, replicating that is, again, I know not to go to the well, but it's like me hitting my driver straight twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if you're not that good, you know, you might get lucky one time, but you have to, you know, you're not going to get lucky every single time. So unless Sparty, you know, made leaps and bounds in the offseason offensively, they're just not going to move the ball against that Wildcat defense. I like it to be lower. This is going to be low scoring. Oh, like, yeah. Quintessential boring-ass grinding down Big Ten game. Our model state works out uh, in Northwestern's favor, though, by an average final score of 26-13. to 13. So I'll take the Wildcats. So Hunter Johnson back at the helm for what is this is super duper extra super secret mm. senior season something like that. <laughs> nice, that's what they call yeah. It, yeah, that is exact. Actually, that's the exact term for it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to show on the screen. Super yeah. duper extra secret senior. Yeah, well, man, you yeah, did it again. Right. I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I remember that. That's amazing. Oh man, so I I, feel, I have a feeling this one's going to be like eating frozen ice and wishing you at least had vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Like yellow ice, frozen yellow <laughs> ice, and frozen then really ice. wishing. Yeah, had. yeah. Like, can I just put some salt in this or something? So yeah, no, that's one of your punishments. Yeah. <laughs> Eating salted ice. <laughs> Eating pea ice. Uh, no. uh. <laughs> Don't miss your picks. I'm just saying it's important. <laughs> so this one, two top twenty S and P defenses. It's going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. So over under five hundred total offensive yards in this one. Under, under, under. under? Okay. Oh yeah. Under. Uh, Gosh, uh, two hundred fifty per team is no. Not it's, a I lot. think it's over. I think it's over that. Okay, if it is, it's barely. I say <laughs> I can still say under. <laughs> under. Over under three hundred passing yards in this. One. Oh, oh, oh under. under 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 that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Twenty one fourteen Northwestern. So no, I think North, Northwestern right. covers. Docking. Oof. Ooh, this one's going to be real rough to watch. Mm. Uh, Northwestern pretty much lost all of its starters from last year on both sides of the ball. Like we said, Hunter Johnson's back. 
on his uh, super duper extra senior super secret close senior <laughs> season. Enough. Close enough. Whatever. Let's keep going. But anyway, he he won the starting job over Ryan Holinsky, who came in from South Carolina. Uh, this offense is not going to be very good. Uh, for the Spartans, Temple transfer Anthony Russo Ooh, won the starting job, uh, but the offense will not be that good either. They only averaged 28 points per game, ranking 116th nationally last year. Although, like Rich said, uh, the Dinga said that they did beat Northwestern 29-20 last year. This, this year is going to be much lower scoring. If the spread would have stayed around a touchdown, I think I would have taken the Spartans, but at three, I have to take the Wildcats. I think Northwestern wins 24-17. We're all right there. Georgia versus Clemson. And the only one of our feature games above four, below below, below, below five, I think. Five, yeah. <laughs> no, I think there's one other game below five. But oh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so one of the big games of the of the weekend, Georgia opened at four point dogs, down to three now. Yeah. So uh, public kind of. I, I don't like that. Eh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> taking on Clemson. This one's in Charlotte. So Charlotte's going to travel to. No, wait. Charlotte's in town too. Because that game's out Charlotte, right? Yeah, but this one's at the NFL stadium. Well, yeah. 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 But two games in town on the same day in yeah. Charlotte, so big shopping day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, total 52.5. DKI 2.9. It was higher than I think we anticipated. It's because of the, the total is so low and yeah. because it's based on last year's numbers and Georgia's explosiveness, so the woo bay factor is really low. Because Georgia was not very explosive until late in the year when yeah. JT Daniels took over the the reins. Yeah. yeah. Now th- that being said, it's it's the third lowest DKI score of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So Miami, Alabama, and uh, North Carolina, Virginia Tech are lower. But other than that, I mean, so if there's you know if you're picking games to watch this right. weekend, <clears throat> you know that you can justify to your spouse this one's, yeah. <laughs> this one's easy. But this yeah. is the most nationally relevant on the according to the DK, which I think yeah. is absolutely tr- uh, inarguable. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. So, Casey. Yeah. Well, uh, someone had to pick this game. Uh, the biggest <laughs> game of the week, we were just saying, uh, which we were just talking, includes a fair amount of big games. Like you said, probably top heavy. But anyway, we we're forgot t- about the Thursday games too. So yeah, th- there's a couple big Thursday. Yeah. Games. So we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick most of those. We're gonna pick all the rest of the big games in our new, brand new lightning round. That's a mm-hmm. tease for everybody out there. Uh, look, both these teams are gonna be there at the end of the year. Um, Clemson has a lot of new faces on offense, but their defense is stacked, and it's just the exact opposite for Georgia. So strength on strength, weakness on weakness. If you listen to the SEC preview, you would have heard me say that this is Uga's year. They have the players on offense to be really dynamic. You know the defense is going to be solid. Uh, Clemson is going to put a put up a hell of a fight, though. Uh, Bulldogs, I think, eke out a win on their way to an undefeated season. Uga, 31-28. You know, I think unlike some of the other big season matchups, the early ones that we talked about. I don't think this game will um, eliminate the loser from college football no, contention. I, no, I, I believe, yeah, no, that's totally true because um, it's going to, well, first of all, we think it's gonna be close. And then, yeah. and then second of all, yeah, this is just a, this is, this game really doesn't matter. Well, it's big, it, but it doesn't really matter. The caveat on that is if one of these teams come out and, and wins like 55 to 10, then yeah, you might you might see that. Yeah, you know, yeah. unless you know Clemson beats Georgia and then Georgia runs the table. Yeah, that's if 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 Clemson gets drubbed, they're out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Georgia still might have a chance if they run the table in the SEC. Yeah. You know, just chalk it to a bad game or whatever. So, um, I like um DJ ukuleles. I'm just gonna call him yep. DJ there ukuleles. You go. Yep. There you go. I, I like his mobility here. Um, JT Daniels played well at the end of last year, but still, I think kind of unproven, injury prone. Uh, I think that when it comes down to crunch time, I think I like ukulele to to make a big play. Okay, 
I think Ugga kind of folds in the spotlight. Spotlight. So give me Clemson to cover. My official play, though, on this pick is the over. Ooh. Okay. So not plus over, just over. Right. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll take Clemson. I'll, t- I'll take the points, or I'll give the points, and you I'll know. take the over. Oh, I'm going to do, go. do both. There you go. There you go. There yeah. you go. And you know, it seems. Does it? Am I wrong? It seems like every year Georgia is supposed to finally be elite and press for a playoff and a, and a natty, and then every year they lose about two or three games. Yeah, I mean, same that's, thing that happened yeah. at Miami with Mark Richt. Right. I mean, I think in keeping with previous or, disappointing. Yeah, Mark Richt's not the coach yeah. there. Well, no, anyway. Kirby Smart's there. Yeah. yeah. In any case, I think in keeping with previous disappointing seasons, the Bulldogs begin twenty twenty one with a thirty seven to seven loss. I do agree. Thirty seven to thirty loss. Okay. You said thirty-seven-seven. I just oh. wanted to clarify for illusion. Thirty-seven to thirty loss. I do agree with the Kingus. I think people are underestimating the offenses in this game. Uh, and over is probably actually over is a good play. It's not probably good, but it is a good play. Uh, DJ will keep up with JT, mm. and uh, and actually it wouldn't surprise me to see JT struggle at times in the first game against a Tiger front seven. That's probably the best uh, Dabo's ever had. So uh, I, you know DJ could very well outplay JT. I uh, just think it's going to be a close, high-scoring game. 37-30, but over is my play. So super fun to watch. I would say so. Yeah. Syracuse at Ohio. You're welcome, Legion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to preface this. I, I know this is a DKI of 6.3. Yeah. But this is probably the most even matchup, according to Vegas odds, of the weekend. This is a pick em. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the only pick em of the weekend. Is, yeah. So... By that measure, you're looking at two very evenly matched teams, according to Vegas. So I'm just going to throw that out there, even though it's a... <laughs> two evenly matched shitty teams. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so it's two a, shitty teams, not one. This Give is a pick one. You know, leave it to the orange people of Syracuse to open the season with a pick with a MAC team. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be at one of the better teams in the MAC, but uh, yeah, Syracuse is going to have a real problem, I think, slowing teams down this year. Uh so you're starting off a team against with a pretty high powered as far as power five or um, group of five offenses. I think this is a pretty this is going to be a pretty impressive offense to watch for Syracuse. Tatch Harris, I think he's a talented uh, WR one, but I mean, who's going to throw in the ball? Oh yeah, that's right. It's the son of famed star of the screen, Danny DeVito, <laughs> <laughs> and Danny DeVito or Tommy DeVito, also a founding member of the Four Seasons. By the way, all right. Okay. Yeah. So he's been at it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so the the question is, wow, can Tommy find his 2019 form? 2019, he 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Okay. Pretty impressive numbers, but he lost last se- most of last season to injury. Uh, so um, they're going to have to find other options, I think, besides throwing the ball we'll, we'll see what happens Taj Harris I think is going to be double covered a lot I don't know if there's a lot of other options for DeVito to look for in that passing game I think the Bobcat staff minus Frank Solich um, but the rest of the staff is intact yeah so there's not there's there's some nice continuity there I think they're gonna have their guys ready to play I think they walk away from the carrier dome as victors 34 20 Bobcats nice of course Kenny picks uh a Syracuse game to start. That's hey, actually like of the least surprising things that could happen. This is what this is what it is. I wasn't the one that was knob slobbering Syracuse a couple years ago. And oh, he's I mean, the greatest quarterback time. of all time. Play for him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shane Bouchelle played for Syracuse. Oh, I did not know that. Dungy, what are you guys talking so, about? Is Syracuse? You guys are just trolling me. Is Syracuse going to be the worst Power Five team of the year? Uh, no. 
UConn, UMass. I mean, the list is They're not power five. They're not power five. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, Arizona. 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 Kansas. Rutgers will be better. Why can't we be Kansas? Kansas. Someone has to unseat Kansas before I believe they're not the worst team. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, They pretty much were last year, so there's that. I mean, them in Kansas. Uh, we talked in the ACC preview that Babers is probably gone this year. Solich did retire this summer kind of unexpectedly, but offensive coordinator Tim Albin was promoted to head coach. He's been there since 20, uh, 2005, so I don't think there'll be really any drop-off or confusion or anything. Ohio play, only played three games last year, but stud running back uh, DeMontre Tuggle is back. Dude averaged 7.6 yards a carry. They'll be able to run the ball all over the place against the Orange. Bobcats smoke the Orange, 38-17. I agree with you dudes. I think Babers is going bye-bye this year, and the road out of town begins the blowout loss to the Bobcats. Ohio has two deep threats at wideout, a one-two punch at quarterback with Work and Armani Rogers, who can mm-hmm. run it. Mm-hmm. And they have an excellent running back, as Casey mentioned, in Tuggle. He'll go for 1,000. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing this yeah. year. Because he ran for like four or 500 on a shortened season last year. Yeah. Three games and he had like 400. Yeah, 400 and 500 yards, yeah. yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Syracuse Orange O-line hasn't blocked anyone since Dungey left. <laughs> I mean, how amazing was he, guys? Let's just, let's just think about that for a minute. The whole team is just so despondent without Eric in the locker room. They don't even have the will to fight anymore. They just don't block anyone. It's crazy. Just ever since he left, they're just like, fuck it. And they're, they're so sad. Yep. <laughs> I, think that's how, I think that's what's going on. Uh, Cuse might have a little help at quarterback with a Mississippi State transfer Garrett Schra- Schrader coming in, uh, but it's not like he's going to do anything to turn that shit show around. Um, seems pretty far-fetched that, they, that uh, Syracuse does anything but lose badly. Math says Bobcats get him by three scores, 38 to 17. Hey, nice score. Hey. Hey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dock. Docking. Yeah. Full dock. Full dock. <laughs> there it is. Nice. <laughs> nice. Vacuum sealed. <laughs> Great. BYU at Arizona. Just to follow up on that, that last, the worst power five team, I think yeah. it's going to be either Kansas or Vanderbilt. Oh, Vandy, Vanderbilt. Yeah, okay. Vandy. Yeah. And Arizona could be up there, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Syracuse at least has a decent, a little bit better defense, but yeah, not much. And better. And Devito may get a recapture some of his old glory. I yeah, don't know. possibly. All right, BYU Arizona. So the Cougars. Yes. Yeah, Cougars. Yep. Just sort of brain fart there. <laughs> Taking on the Wildcats. What is is a Cougar a Wildcat? Like, is yeah, it, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is like a subsection it's a Puma. of a, okay. Yeah. Or so wildcats, wildcats, is, wildcats is just a vague term. There's no like yeah. okay. animal. It's like a wildcat. All right. Rawr. I I would say the wildcat is more. I guess the wildcat is probably more like a bobcat. I mean, I think it would be. I mean, it's just it, a vague term. Sure. It's not, it doesn't reference like a, any in particular animal. That's fair. I don't think. That's fair. When I think of wildcat, though, I think of like a bobcat. But I probably just been trained mm. that. What way. about a lynx? Or a lynx? Yes, a lynx would include the bobcat. What about an ocelot? Yes. Yes, pretty, pretty I, big. Want, I want an Oslo so bad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what's going on here? Is it going to scratch the fuck out of my leg <laughs> like your cat? Oh, my They're God. That would be amazing. going to tear your legs off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, BYU opened nine and a half. It's stretched to ten and a half now. Total, this seems really low to me, 54 and a half. <clears throat> oh. I think that might have more to do with Arizona. We'll talk about that in here a second. Definitely. Uh, actually, DKA, not terrible, 4.6. Um, so our second best of our show picks. So Dingus, because it's so BYU is so explosive last, last year. year yeah. but, and you know we don't. And we're basing the DKI in these early games. This is a flaw in the DKI is we don't have any information like everybody else about this year. So probably this game gets played in you know mid October or whatever. Like the DKI isn't this high. 
But 81% of the bets are in BYU, and it's easy to see why. For me, it's been a long goddamn time since they played defense at Arizona. I mean, but, you know, Coach Fish hired Don Brown, the defensive mastermind for Michigan then, to come in and finally start asking tough questions about how Zona can improve on defense. Questions like, hey, instead of running no <laughs> defense at all, would it be better uh, if we just had players run around randomly? <laughs> or, or what about this? Gem of a question. What if we make them stand in lines like Civil War soldiers and just like march towards the offense when they snap the ball? Might be might be an improvement. How how would that be like an eleven zero zero? Just call it the wall. Right. Just like we just like slowly march at them. I don't know. Uh, anyway, anything will be better. Anything will be better than what Arizona's been doing. Um, but you know, suffice to say, it's going to be a minute before the Wildcats have something that's vaguely you know resembling a defense. In the meantime, you know the Zach Wilson era may be over at BYU, but Jaron Hall has a couple years in this offense. And if BYU is known for anything, it's for being quarterback university. So um, it, I, the, the season won't be as flashy as 2020, but you know Zona poses almost no threat to an experienced Cougar team. That's I think still pretty salty from that five point loss to Coastal Carolina last year, which ruined their flawless 2020 campaign. Matt says this one actually gets pretty ugly in Vegas, 49 to 10. Cougs, I will take uh, the easy cover. All right. Yeah, and we were just talking about BYU earlier in context of Navy first game last year. Might be a similar result this year. According to S&P, according to Bill Collinley, BYU actually is last in the country in returning productivity. Um, I guess, you know, when your players turn 30 yeah. and they have <laughs> families to go off and raise, sometimes more than one per player, you know, you're going to have some attrition at some points. So that's probably what's going on here. Fun fact about BYU is if you know if COVID takes a turn for the worse and they restrict it to family only, they can still sell out the stadium, mm. which is pretty cool. Just with <laughs> wives and kids, so so you know that's a little wrinkle in the in the system there. The BYU can get around and still put some people in the stands. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so BYU actually loaded the schedule this year. They they went out last year like they had to completely put their schedule back together, mm-hmm. and yeah. they hustled and yeah. they did a great job of putting together schedule. Similar this year, they got a ton of fun matchups against Power 5 teams. I think they're trying to build that resume, like if they can get to the point. College football, New Year's Day bowl games, things like that. They have five Pac-12 teams. Wow. Oh, wow. Is that maybe like an audition for expansion? I would say With the Big Big 12, possibly. I know the Pac-12 has said we're not interested, but they're playing five of their teams. I don't know. Maybe they beat them, and they're like, yeah, we don't want somebody to come in and embarrass (laughs) us. I don't know. So they have those five teams, and they play Boise State, Virginia, Baylor. Okay. So they've got a ton of Power 5 teams. So kudos to BYU for not being afraid to, to play the big dogs. Yeah. I'm actually really impressed with that schedule, and I'm surprised it's not a little higher on the you know the toughest schedules. But that said, uh, if you have to start the year against a Power Five team, <laughs> Arizona's yeah. a great choice to warm a up with. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, like you said, Rich, they may score 50 here and just keep going. They may they may cover that total on their own in right. this one. This is an official Kangas pick. I'm going 44 17 right, Cougars, but I think right. that 44 might be conservative. All right, in this one. sweet. All right. Yeah, we've been saying this. Arizona's bad. I, I, I do feel bad for first-year head coaches last year. I mean, they didn't get really any time to put in their schemes yeah. and practice those schemes appropriately. Uh, that being said, Arizona's still going to be really bad. Um, we Like Dingus said, Don Brown came in on the defense, so that should be better, but there really is only one way for them to go, which is up. They can only improve because they were so bad last year. And, and Zach Wilson's gone, but seven return from the third-ranked scoring offense plus – Running back Tyler Al- 
Algier. Algier is back, so I think they lean on him and get their run game going until they can get the uh, get the run game going until they can get the quarterback going. BYU does have Utah and the Holy War next week, so that could be. I'm not saying it's a trap game or nothing, but that could hinder. You know, that could be a little bit. Um, you know. But, you know, this actually is just going to be like a practice. So, uh, Cougars 40 to 17. Ooh, all right. Look at us. Well, a lot of agreement this week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's true. All right. So, Legion, here's our new feature. We're going to come at you quick. We're going to come at you with hard, fierce power. It's hard. And jackhammer all these picks into, the, <laughs> into your word holes. <laughs> Ear holes. <laughs> We're going to. The lightning round. <laughs> not going very quickly, guys. <laughs> North Carolina at Virginia Tech. UNC five and a half point favorites, sixty-four and a half DKI, two point seven. Crazy. Uh, I'm gonna go forty-seven thirty-one UNC. I think Fuentes on the hot seat. Uh, over is the official Kangas pick. Yeah, Sam Howell on the Tar Hills will be focused. North Carolina, 38-24. 81% of the bets are on UNC. The Dingus has the Tar Heels covering 75% of the time, 49-30. to 30, And, yeah, over is the play. Penn State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin has stretched this one to a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Total only 50, but a DKF 4.9. Uh, Pick Dingus likes Penn State. The Dingus likes whiskey. And the Kingus has it as a 26-26 tie. But the Dingy... Uh, gives Penn's, uh, Penn State the edge with those points, so I guess I'll take the Lions, but really stay away. Yeah, I think Whiskey gets it done, but it's not pretty. The running game will be back. Badgers win, but don't cover 26-24. Man, Vegan, Vegas does not trust Franklin or the Nittany Lions. Good thing I do. Penn State 28-21. Miami, Florida versus Alabama. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. I mean, it is an 18-and-a-half point <laughs> spread, but if it were Miami of Ohio, it'd be like 48-and-a-half. <laughs> right. Uh over under 62, and DKI is 1.4. So this nice. is it's two marquee programs. Yeah, with lots of lots it. of talent on the field. Yep. Hey, did you guys see that Bama's last three starting quarterbacks are all starters in the NFL this season? <laughs> okay. Like they need their recruiting help. Right. Bama has an elite defense. Roll Tide, 42-17. Tide win convincingly, but don't cover. 45-28, Bama. 75% of the bets are on Bama. The Dingus is giving the Tide about a 70% chance to cover. The 18-and-a-half could get pretty ugly. 52-24, and let's see if that Bama auto-over streak continues this year because oh, it was nice. auto-over yep. last year. Indiana at Iowa. All right, Michael Penix, the Southpaw, taking on the high, uh, Hawkeyes. Down to 3-and-a-half, start at 5-and-a-half. Over, under 46-and-a-half, DKI of 5.4. I don't like this pick. Uh, believe it or not, this is an official pick. Ken- the Kangas had tons of upsets this week. Tons. It was kind of. It looked like the Road Warrior. Uh, anyway, I'm got to roll with the Kangas. So Iowa wins pretty easily, 34-21. Wow. Close game. Indiana might be the real deal. Holyfield this year. Iowa's offense won't be able to keep up. Hoosiers, 35-24. Yeah, I think the Kangas actually has a 24. 24- 532. You might have been looking at the dingus, Kenny. I'm not sure. No, I may have. Uh, anyway, Iowa, uh, the public bets are pretty much split 50-50. Uh, you can still find Indy at actually plus five some places. Oh, nice. But it's not going to matter. Iowa gets Indy by a touchdown 30-23. to I'm, I guess I'm with the fake Kingus. <laughs> the Fangus. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette at Texas. And this one opened at 16 and a half, down to eight. Wow. The public is loving whoa, 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 whoa. the Raging Cajuns. Total 58, DKF 4.3. This one's going to be a fun one, I think. 
Yeah, and I hate that line movement. Uh, Texas win, but doesn't Texas wins, but doesn't cover. Billy Napier continues to add to his Power Five resume. Almost gets the Longhorns. Sorry, Jake. Texas thirty-eight, thirty-five. Uh, Louisiana to cover. This is gonna be a super fun one, uh, and I think the offense dominates. Kangas has a close game, thirty-five, thirty-two. Te- uh, Texas. So Cajuns cover, and the over is an official Kangas pick. Uh, Jake, the good news is I personally don't think uh, Louisiana stands a chance, but math apparently does. So that's the bad news. I'm staying away from the side so I don't have to root against you, but I will take the over 36-34 Longhorns. LSU at UCLA. This one in the Rose Bowl. Four-point favorites on the road, LSU. Total 68.5, so expecting some fireworks in this one. DK, I have 4.4. According to the Kangas, this is a 34-34 tie. Okay, okay. Uh, DTR needs to find a rhythm that get ground game. Uh, Charbonnet, the mm-hmm. transfer from Michigan, looked really, really good. I, yeah, I mean, Hawaii's not a terrible team, so he 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 like nobody could tackle him. Uh, I like the Bruins to cover. Yeah, DTR has to play better if the Bruins want to win. He was not that great last week. Coach O proves that he made the right coaching changes. Goo Tigers, 28-38. A lot of model disagreement on this one. Again, the Kingus has it, as uh, Ken mentioned, a 34-34 tie. The pick Dingus has it as a 40-26 to UCLA blowout. And then Dingus likes LSU to win 33-30. So I'll take the under, I guess. I don't, I don't know. San Jose State at USC. Spartans versus Trojans in this one. Old Greek mythology matchup in this nice. one. Uh, 15.5 is the spread right now. Total 59.5. DKI of 5.0. San Jose State looked good week one, albeit against an FCS team in Southern Utah, I think it was. Yep. I think they keep it close. USC wins 37-27. Yeah, the Spartans played well last week, but USC's talent overwhelms them. Trojans cover 42-21. Most of the betting public is on the Trojans, but the Dingus is only giving USC a 45% chance to cover, so I will take San Jose State to keep it close. 35-24 USC. Notre Dame at Florida State. Down to seven from nine and a half. Total 56. DKIF 4.8. Most of the action is on Notre Dame, hence the line movement, and the Dingus is seeing it the same way. We give Notre Dame a 67% chance to cover the seven. 35 to 20 is the final average score. So new schemes for Notre Dame and a broken Wisconsin retread at quarterback? <laughs> Cool, but FSU needs some, still needs some work. Uh, 37-21 Irish cover. Florida State plays better than you expect. Plus, Jack Cohen is starting for Notre Dame, so Notre Dame wins, but barely 30-28. Louisville versus Ole Miss. Man, this one's going to be a ton of fun. This one's up to 10, minus 10 for Ole Miss. Total 75 and a half. Wow, DK of 3.0, so one of the higher games of the weekend. Yeah, like you said, super fun to watch. Uh, Ole Miss wins this duel of awesome quarterbacks. Rebels, 45-31. I agree with Casey, lots of points, but I think the Rebels win. Don't cover 41-37, Rebs. Yeah, that's a fuckload of points. 75% of the public is betting on the Rebels. Math disagrees, though. We have Louisville covering 60% of the time. 42-35. New Mexico State versus San Diego State. All right, Legion, if you care about your uh, <laughs> mental health, you just turn the podcast off now. <laughs> We've done all the important things. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to end every week the lightning round with the worst DKI of the week. And this one is a doozy. Oh. 7.6. Whoa. Wow. That's, like, devastating. I don't know if I've seen one that high. That's... Yeah, <laughs> you get up into the eights, dude. That's your town gone. Man, th- <laughs> I don't know if New Mexico State. When, when they play like New Mexico or if UConn. If they, New Mexico State UConn is uh, that uh, this year or UMass? Yeah, that could get up yeah, there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I th- yeah, San Diego State is up to 31 and a half, uh, total 50, so they're expecting New Mexico <laughs> State to do absolutely nothing. 7.6 in the DKI. I think the Aztecs and Brady Hoke grind New Mexico State into the ground. Mm. They don't cover, though. 31-10, San Diego State. Gross. Aztecs win easily, and actually, I'm going to take them to cover. 42 to 3. That's a lot of points. 82% of the betting public is on San Diego State, but 31 and a half is a fucking lot for these teams. I don't think San Diego State beat anybody by 30 more than 31 points last year or in like any recent time. And Brady Hoke's their coach. <laughs> yeah, so like, nah, not buying it. Uh, San Diego State wins, but doesn't cover. 34 10, right in line with the Ken Gross. All right. All right, Legion. We did it. There it is. That's it. our first lightning round. Whoa. I like that. That was fun. <laughs> We should just do the whole podcast like that. Just talk about every game for 10 seconds. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that would be we get so, much so We could do all the games. Yeah, we could. All the we games. Really could. That would be the most boring podcast ever. <laughs> Although some people out there probably love it. I know. Yeah. Shut our stupid pie holes. Yeah, but like then we don't have time to like make fun of each other. That's true. And it's very been so important. much fun to make fun of you guys. It's very important. We could like pick a game and be like, Casey, you're a douchebag. Next game. <laughs> yeah. Casey, what do you like? Well, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> anyway. I can do that all night. That sounds like <laughs> that's that's a my good podcast. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> insulting let's just call it insulting Casey. You know what? I was gonna I was gonna cut out all the parts where you guys messed up. But now I'm not. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Like, so like, <laughs> like our like, matters. like our ten listeners are gonna be like, oh, fucking thing is fucked up again. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> cool. So cut them out. They'll, they they stop listening like halfway through the show because it's too long anyway. It's like I don't think anyone's ever made it through an entire episode. <laughs> I think we're getting. They're getting shorter. They're getting better. Yeah, this one's about an hour already. <laughs> well, so. we're done. So okay. all right, get those picks in. Picks. Donate to us, please. Yes, donate to us, please. What uh, are we going to do with the money? We're going to turn it to merch? We're going to do it like cool stuff? Yeah, we'll, we'll do something. Or we'll add it to the pot for the yeah, bowl pick or exactly. something. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's there a good go. idea. Yeah, maybe. so it'll be like a bonus. Yeah. I mean, we probably won't do that. We'll just keep it to ourselves. But <laughs> we so could do that. Well, we have first, second, and third. We could just add it onto the first place prize or yeah. something sure, like that. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So donate. Like donate we'll give you some of it back. Unless yeah. the Dingus wins again. <laughs> yeah, then, then I'll take it all. <laughs> yeah. <There laughs> or the Kingus. <laughs> and it just sits in that bank account. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Then I'll invest in fucking crypto. By Sorry. the way, Legion, if you haven't already, make sure that you are following Man vs. Model on TikTok. Mm. There's some oh, great content man. coming out. Man, we're, we're blowing we're, up. We are. We're getting we're getting huge. We're getting tens of likes. Yeah. At a Dozens. Time. <laughs> That's true. Dozens. Double yeah. digit likes. That's impressive. Right. For us. And yeah. we're, but we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing picks. We're gonna do picks on there, and we're gonna do oh, we're gonna do punishments. Punishments, too. yes. If Legion. we miss our picks, we pay, pay attention because it's gonna get pretty wild yeah. around here. Yeah, and we want your help with with picking punishments. We have some. We're gonna tweet those out. Some possible punishments. Yep. We need to crowdsource the last one. We have four. We need five. We're gonna spin a wheel. Five or six. Five or six. Whatever. We're gonna spin a wheel. If you miss your pick and you have to do the punishment, so far it's like, and that's it, the TikTok picks. Yeah. yeah. Eat a jar yeah. of baby food. Get Spank smacked with a wiffle, wiffle ball bat. bat. Yeah. <laughs> like we have some stupid ones coming. We're grown men, but we're going to act like ten year olds. So help no, us. We're out. acting like grown men. <laughs> grown this men. This is act. what grown men do. <laughs> you reach a you reach a point in your life where you don't care, care anymore. anymore. <laughs> the next step is doing heroin. I think. <laughs> that, turn seventy five. We're in. Oh yeah, yeah. If I make it to seventy five, I'm totally gonna start doing hard drugs. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. I got thirty more years to go. I got one or two. (laughs) I'm going to start doing hard drugs. All right, Legion. Good night. Bye. Boners.
pretty. Running game will be back in the Badgers. I'm going to say upset. I'm 26-24. It, Kenny, it's not an upset if you pick the favorite team. Florida State plays better than you think. Uh, 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 let me do that again. <laughs> There's just times when you're just like... You'll just be thinking about something, yeah. and then it shows up. Yeah. Yeah. What gets me is all the fucking ads everywhere is shit I already bought. <laughs> well, that's, that's not, my, that's not that's a very a, good job, then. I know. That's my favorite is when I just get a bunch of shit that I already have. Like, oh, look, new toothbrushes that I just bought. I'm not doing the dick flapping thing. 